The following KQED production was produced in high definition. Calories, calories, calories. Wow, uh, it rocked my world. It just kind of reminded me of like a boot camp. I don't know what you have, but this is great. <laughs> it almost felt like sort of country club food to me. Don't touch it, it's hot. I gotta tell you, people are getting me excited with all these dishes, this is crazy. Check Please Bay Area is brought to you by Locally owned and operated for 23 years, Amici's East Coast Pizzeria's 12 Bay Area restaurants offer authentic New York-style pizzas cooked in traditional open flame ovens. Along with pizzas, Amici's freshly made pastas and salads are also available for delivery to home or business one order at a time. With many vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free options, Amici's menu has something everyone can enjoy. Menu and online ordering feature can be found at amici's.com. Amici's East Coast Pizzeria, proud to support KQED. From sommelier city walks and chef-led journeys to discovering nature on the Great Barrier Reef, Tourism Australia means adventure. More at australia.com slash now. And by Charitable Auto Resources, urging you to donate your car to KQED's vehicle donation program to help raise funds for quality public broadcasting. And the Campaign for the Future Program Venture Fund and the members of KQED. Hi, I'm Leslie Sabraco. Welcome to Check, Please! Bay Area, the show where regular Bay Area residents review and talk about their favorite restaurants. Now we have three guests, and each one recommends one of their favorite spots, and the other two go check them out to see what they think. This time, program manager Amy Blanchard categorizes her favorite cuts of fish while sitting at the bar of her hip sushi pick. Monthly visits satisfy her cravings for everything fresh, fresh, fresh. And online natural candy store owner Irene Hamaker is sweet on her Mediterranean spot where you can experience, savor, and delight in traditional dishes set against an unusual backdrop. But first, network manager Dave Temkin's pick is a little place with a Sardinian theme. Its pungent, lively flavors contrast with those of the Italian mainland. It's on 30th Street in San Francisco and it's called La Chicha. My name is Massimiliano Conti. I'm a chef and co-owner with my wife, Lorella Degan, of La Chicha Restaurant in San Francisco. La Chicha translates to baby fat, but also means abundance and prosperity. At La Chicha, we specialize in traditional Sardinian cooking. It abounds the use of seafood, but also the use of fresh vegetables, grains, and a lot of meats. And, uh, a lot of cheese, mostly from sheep and goat. Sardinian cooking really reflects um, the philosophy of Sardinian people and the respect for the land and nature. We use uh, all fresh ingredients sourced locally, mostly they are sustainable or wild, and uh, we use a lot of uh, spices and herbs typical from the Mediterranean. La Chicha was born and still is a dream. It's a place where people come for uh, food, wine, and uh, share their passion for these things with us and uh, feel like they are in our house. Okay, Dave, let's talk about La Chicha because it's not 
Italian. It's Sardinian. There's a difference, isn't there? It is. It's really um, different from what you consider to be your average red sauce Italian. It's lighter. It's um, a lot of seafood, a lot of um, just very different tastes and flavors. They're not afraid to use gamier meats like goat. It's not not your average Italian. Sardinia is an island off Italy, right? And so you have a lot of, of seafood in the in the cuisine, but then in the inland part of the island, it is that hearty kind of cuisine. So you have two really dis disparate things, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. And what is your favorite dish when you go? My favorite dish is the stewed octopus. The mm. octopus is just amazing, tender, juicy, and just tastes of, you know, almost beef, if you will. It's not a seafood dish at all really with the exception of the fact it's made with octopus right it's like a white wine for red wine lovers exactly you know, it's got that, uh. <laughs> all right exactly. amy when you went what did you experience well so uh, what you're talking about is how kind of adventurous the menu was for me one of the things that really struck me was the pasta that i had with a cured tuna heart and i was a little freaked out i have, have you to get had tuna heart? no I, I didn't even know you could have tuna heart and what they did was really interesting was they grated it on top of the pasta and the pasta itself was delicious it was um, house-made, cooked to perfection, and then they had the, the grated tuna heart on top with garlic and amazing extra virgin olive oil, and I just, I disappeared into that dish. I forgot who I was. I forgot where I was. I was living that pasta when I'm I was just, eating it. I'm incredibly <laughs> impressed that that was what you tried. Because really? There, there are, there's a lot more tame stuff on the menu, and, you know, uh, there's, it's a testament to, um, I guess your adventure, you know, your sense of adventure, if you will, that, you, that that's the pasta dish you picked, but that's a great dish. And actually the menu is in Sardinian, and you know, it's not in Italian. You look at it and you think, what is this language? I mean, it's explained yeah. in English, but what did you have when you went, Irene? Oh, I had the calamari, the baked calamari appetizer. I had the tuna over the most delicious cabbage I've ever had in my mm -hmm. life. I just wanted a whole bowl of that cabbage. Um, and then we also had the special for that night, the homemade rigatoni with, I think it was a lamb ragu, possibly mm -hmm. lamb and goat. Right. Um, but it was like, Delicate and that tomato sauce just had the perfect, I guess everyone's calling it umami now or something, <laughs> but it was just, it was incredible. Uh -huh. I really enjoyed it. Um, everything just tasted like they picked the most incredible fresh ingredients, either from the farm or the sea or wherever, and they just brought them there and let them shine. Right. They were incredible. And they had that on the menu actually that they choose local organic um, producers and growers whenever possible. Oh, I possible. saw that you and I was excited right away. Yeah. And what other dishes because you go there so often we talked about the octopus is there anything else that is a and don't miss recommendation for folks? Sure. So the spaghetti with botarga is just amazing. Um, it's a again a fresh spaghetti with a spicy oil mm -hmm. and they mix that with botarga which is um, uh, a dried caviar and mm. basically it turns the dish from something that you would imagine to be you know maybe a little on the oily side to creamy mm. it it's amazing um we have a friend who can't eat dairy mm -hmm. and it, he basically will eat this dish in as a substitute to like fettuccine alfredo because it just creates this amazing creamy texture in i'll try that next time yeah, <laughs>
I'm sitting here thinking, mm, I need some wine to go with them. Um, they have an all-Italian wine list with mm -hmm. really some amazing selections from, from Sardinia. Mm -hmm. Did you get some wine when you were there, Amy? Yes, I did, and I, don't ask me to pronounce it. Did you uh, have the Kenanao? Yes, that is what I had. <laughs> okay. you, thank you for pronouncing it. And it was really um, an unusual wine for me. I'd never had anything quite like it before. It was a perfect complement with uh, my entree, which was actually the shrimp in the um, mm -hmm. rich tomato sauce. Right to die for, but the wine complemented it so beautifully, and it had some sort of minerally robust flavors. It's actually got, made from a great variety called Grenache, or Grenache okay. as we know, but known on the island as that. I thought the um, the attention to detail and the friendliness and the, the chef and the woman at the front of the house were so lovely and so darling that uh, w the whole time I was dining there and when I left, I felt like family. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had been adopted by a Sardinian family and I had a, you know, a Sardinian <laughs> grandmother and <laughs> folks that were cooking for me, they were so lovely. And you go back all the time because of that feeling. I do, it, it's amazing. Um, Lorella is front of house right. and she's always there to greet you. Such a sweetheart, oh, I loved her. I, I felt her like too. I'd been going there forever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Did you guys have anything but the sapa? Because that was a new ingredient to me as well. There was, my husband had the, um, lamb tenderloin that came with the sapa sauce and we had to ask what it was because we didn't know and I guess it's the it's a grape must sauce mm -hmm. and it was a very unique flavor um, it tasted a little bit like cough syrup on the first taste but then once you kind of mixed it with the meat it was an incredible compliment to the lamb tenderloin I thought it was delicious um, we had the ricotta saffron tort which was a little bit like a cheesecake and it came with toasted almonds and honey and it was light and fluffy and just um, just absolutely delicious. I was a very <laughs> happy girl. All right, Dave, this is your spot, so give us a quick wrap-up. So La Chicha is just a hidden gem tucked away in the back of Noe Valley. Uh, if you've never had Sardinian food, I highly recommend it. Okay, and Amy? And incredible clean flavors and lovely service. So your Sardinian family away from Sardinia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Irene? Decadent without the heavy afterfeel. I will go back as soon as humanly possible for that incredible food. <laughs> All right. If you would like to try La Chicha, it's on 30th Street at Church in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-550-8114. It's open for dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Reservations are recommended, and the average tab per person without drinks is around $45. A rumbling cable car is a reminder of the San Francisco location of Amy's restaurant. A little edgy with music and food to match, it's not your run-of-the-mill sushi place. It's on Hyde Street in San Francisco and it's called Sushi Groove. My name is Leo San Pedro. I'm the executive chef at Sushi Groove. I spent some time on an Indian reservation in South Dakota and there I developed a respect for nature and the environment and I brought that philosophy with me to cooking. Here at Sushi Groove, we try to go with sustainable, fresh, organic ingredients and uh, we have a lot of friends that are fishermen and uh, farmers so you know I'll go out fishing with them or you know my brother and I will go out abalone or sea urchin diving and get it ourselves and bring it to the restaurant. Sushi originated in China as a means to preserve fish because of lack of refrigeration. They would take the rice 
let it ferment in the cavity of the fish, discard the rice, and then consume the fish. The Japanese integrated vinegar in the rice, and uh, that's how we have modern day sushi. This is a really fun place to work for, and uh, we get a lot of locals that come in, and they get pretty loud, and uh, uh, sake's flowing, so uh, you know, there have been times when they uh, literally jump up and just start dancing in the restaurant, where the whole restaurant just starts uh, uh, getting in the groove. I mean, sushi Groove is does definitely have a groovy kind of vibe, doesn't it? Yeah, we like it. We think it's hip and it's fun, and we go all the time. Um, we live in the neighborhood, and we love the neighborhood. It's right on the cable car line, like you mentioned, and uh, there's always excited tourists going by on the cable car, and there's lots of trees all along. It's uh, very beautiful, very picturesque. But the real reason we go there is for the food. The sushi is so fresh and delicious. They've got very interesting combinations of flavors that I really enjoy. You know, we're trying to be a little bit more health conscious, so sushi is a really good choice uh, for us to go out to dinner sometime. Right. We ordered a bunch of rolls. Um, the sun-kissed roll, that was great. Um, it was uh, shrimp tempura with salmon on top. The uh, firecracker roll was mm -hmm. great as well. The, the rolls were really, really good. Um, we ordered a bunch of nigiri as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, hotate scallop, which was fantastic. It was mm -hmm. fresh. It was creamy. It was a nice, nice piece. Um, just, just great. And the two phenomenal pieces of nigiri we had were the hamachi toro mm -hmm. and this salmon toro. And most people hear toro and they think of tuna, right. but it's basically just the fatty cut That's of almost right. any fish. Mm -hmm. And you take that off the salmon belly or, or yelltail belly, and it's just amazing. It melts, melts in your, in your mouth. mouth. Yeah. yeah. Now, Irene, when you went, did you, what, what were the dishes that you had? Um, my experience there was a little uneven. Some of the things were incredible, fantastic. The veggie dragon roll, which mm -hmm. was one of the specials, was possibly the best vegetarian roll I've ever had at a sushi restaurant. Okay. It had very um, perfectly cooked eggplant and perfect asparagus tempura and the eel sauce on top of it just really brought it all together. The uh, Burning Man roll, also a special, um, with the Kobe beef on top, that was unusual, but really... That's where it gets that groove kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. This is not <laughs> traditional. But it was surprisingly <laughs> tasty. I was pretty blown away. Um, later, we had a roll with toro and asparagus that I just, I couldn't even eat. The toro tasted fishy, which, oh, really? as I'm sure we can all agree, is the worst thing in a sushi restaurant. Right. So it was it was hard because some of the things were amazing and others were not what I expected. Did she just order wrong, Amy? Because you've been there so much. Yeah. Or I what, think what do you so. think? I think so. So are you used to the Toro? I mean, do you order? Yeah, I, I do. That's very unusual for Sushi Group because I think one of the things that we love so much about it is how fresh. I have never had anything that tasted fishy there. I've got to say, the butterfish that I had, the Walu, mm -hmm. that was yeah. incredible. It melted in your mouth. It was so fresh tasting. Right. So I could tell that. That didn't seem like a normal thing. I, I had a, you know, a similar experience with just one thing, and that was amaebi, which is sweet raw shrimp. Mm -hmm. You know, it was it was good, but it, it was definitely you know I've had it amazingly fresh, where you know a sushi chef shows you it's still alive. Yeah. It was clearly not that. You know, as I said, the freshness of the other fish was great, so it may have just been kind of a one-off with with the amaebi. And they don't 
don't really have a kitchen at this at this sort of facility, no, so right. it really is Just all about the, the sushi. Mm -hmm. They do have a sushi groove south That's right. um, that has a, a larger menu, um, but this one, which was started in 1996, is really kind of the home base and, and really is all about and the And I really sushi. liked that it was so focused. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really appreciate when a restaurant just tries to do one thing as well as humanly possible without getting distracted by all the things that people expect for you to yeah. and you be able to get there. And you can tell how much effort they put into those rolls. Some of those flavor combinations that they come up with, lots of thought has gone into that. They're very unusual. I think the thought on the names, the Wayne's World. Uh -huh. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, they do some incredible presentation on their sashimi as well. And I don't know if you guys um, were able to order the, um, the salmon and the hamachi uh, sashimi appetizer that it comes out looking like an, an exotic flower. It's so beautiful and it's almost it's almost too pretty to eat but it's just it's so delicious so they do a great job with the sashimi there as well I think. And they also have a beautiful selection of cold sakes. Yeah and, and you know. very generous pours. Mm -hmm. I mean they they pour that martini glass up to the absolute brim so I think that's you know it's a very generous pour and I think the flavors of, of the sake that they particularly have on that list go great with what they serve. Yeah and what about the service? Because you, you go there all the time. Did you find the service helpful? It's a small place. It is yeah. a small place. And I, I did overhear one of the waitresses remarking that they were a little short-staffed that evening. And that was kind of evident. It was uneven. Mm -hmm. um, they, they, when they were there, they were attentive. They were good. I was, you know, impressed with the service. But it was uneven to the point where some, you know, sometimes we had someone on top of us. And then it would be 20 minutes before we saw someone again. And right. just kind of back and forth. And that may be a factor of that. You know, uh, the other thing that kind of, you know, graded me a little bit about the place was the music. And I understand it's called Sushi Groove. I get <laughs> it. It's cool. Um, but it, the, the volume kept changing. It was, you know, you walked in and it was kind right. of you know, like something ambient to listen to. And then it went straight into something really loud. And oh. this was kind of back and forth the whole night. That was not directly related to how much sake you drank? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure not. It, it, it could, could be, though. This is your restaurant, so give us a quick summary. Um, an incredible neighborhood sushi place that's got excellent fresh fish and uh, in an adorable neighborhood. Okay, and Dave? Uh, you know, not exactly the most traditional sushi restaurant in the world, but the very creative, imaginative roles, and uh, if I was in the neighborhood again, I would go back. Okay, and Irene? I second the creativity <laughs> of the roles. Um, the good is very, very good and worth going back for. Um, but expect that it could be uneven. Okay. If you would like to try Sushi Groove, it's on Hyde Street at Green in San Francisco. Telephone number is 415-440-1905. It's open for dinner every day. Reservations are recommended. And the average tab per person without drinks is around $30. Tech Please Bay Area is brought to you by the members of KQED and by Tourism Australia offers customizable food, wine, and nature adventures to Melbourne, South Australia, and the Great Barrier Reef. Information at australia.com slash now. Mediterranean flavors dominate Irene's pick. It's not fancy. On the contrary, it doesn't even take itself seriously. Unless you talk about the food. It's on Bonanza Street in Walnut Creek, and it's called Babalu's Mediterranean Restaurant. My name is Behshad Jamshahi. I am the owner of Baba Luz, 
Babalu's came about with my daughter going around the house saying Babalu's, 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 and the origin of Baba in that region is endearing term for father. And Lou is Lucy's name, hence Babalu's, and it's fun to say. At Babalu's, we're all about our customers and our food. When we get someone who comes in who doesn't know what they want, we give them a taste of the fresh ingredients that we use, giving them the whole experience of what the Mediterranean food is all about. Fresh produce, olive oils, citrus, a lot of bustling, mouth-popping flavors together in order to make the delicious salads that we come up with every day. Here at Babalu's, all of our food's made in-house, from scratch. Most of our food's vegan. Nothing comes out of a can, there are no freezers. Um, our produce is delivered fresh daily. Our meats, we butterfly ourselves, marinate ourselves, we stack our shawarmas ourselves. I love seeing new faces because once they get a chance to taste the flavors, and I follow it up by telling them how healthy it is, usually I get a big surprise on their face. Even get into the food. Let's talk about the murals on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about SpongeBob meeting. Let's talk about. I like to go hang out with Einstein in the corner. <laughs> I was sitting by Dr. Spock, who was smoking a hookah. <laughs> Honestly, I love the kids' menu. It's like painted on the wall. It's got all the food in fun, like face shapes, and yeah. it just it makes me happy to be there. Yeah, because they are. It's it's it almost looks like kids have drawn what's on the yeah. wall, right? Yeah. yeah, I would say a second grade art class is who I would have assumed had painted <laughs> the murals on the wall. <laughs> you know, it's it's very whimsical, but it threw me off a little bit for a restaurant. I felt more like I was in like a an elementary school cafeteria mm -hmm. than in some place where I was supposed to eat. But um, I, I definitely don't think that the murals are a reflection on the food at all because the food is excellent, but the murals are a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and what draws you back time and time again? I've, I've got to say, it's the Mediterranean combo. It's the best way to get a little bit of everything. You have your hummus and the baba ganoush and the tabbouleh and the falafel and the dolmas. Oh my god, I love dolmas. <laughs> it's just a good way to really get your Mediterranean fix with really fresh flavors. Mm -hmm. Are you a hummus guy? I am a hummus guy. I love I love me some good hummus. And uh, you know that would actually be the one place where I felt it fell a little short loved the entire meal there but I felt the hummus was actually kind of just average. I had the uh, the lamb shawarma which was great and I'm a lamb fiend. I love mm -hmm. anything that's lamb if it's on a menu somewhere I will order it and that was just great. It was seasoned perfectly. Uh, it was still juicy which you know that that cut can tend to get a little dry and um, they wrap it up in this in this great lavash that is just perfectly um, uh, crispy on the outside and tender on the inside uh, with tahini and it was just, it was a great sandwich. Did you get it spicy or did you get it I out? did, yeah. I did. And I would say that it, it still wasn't spicy enough mm. for my taste. But you can but, always ask for more but I, Yeah, <laughs> I, I, wish I, I wish I had, but at the same time, Sometimes I can cover up the flavor, and the flavor was just great. Were you a shawarma gal as well? Um, I, I was lucky to get a bite of my husband's shawarma because <laughs> he so greedily gobbled every last bite of it. I mean, he was a fan. Um, I, he didn't speak a word the whole time he was eating. I was just like, oh, I'm eating my shawarma. Um, what I had was the eggplant Napoleon, which had a couscous and um, 
uh, herbs, and it, it was so delicious. It, I mean, it was incredible, but my breath could have taken down an elephant after I <laughs> ate it. It was, I had garlic, I had almost lethal garlic breath after it was done eating it. I don't care, I loved it. I would have eaten a second if I'd had a second, but boy, that was some savory, garlicky deliciousness. And was that your hubby in the same case so you could give him a kiss Yeah, he or? had to. Well, we would have had to sleep in separate beds that night <laughs> if he hadn't had the same thing, because powerful on the seasoning. I mean, I loved it. It was excellent. It made me really enjoy everything I had to eat, but they are not afraid of garlic at Baba I noticed that in the Baba Ganoush as well. Baba yeah. Ganoush was great. It was like perfectly roasted yep. and had, had a ton of garlic flavor in it. It, but it was just delicious, and I was I was dipping everything I could find in it. Was, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah! Sometimes I'll just eat it by the spoonful. Mm -hmm. I really love the salads, especially the muhadara. Um, it's a lentil and rice salad mm -hmm. with fried onions and cucumber and tomato, and it's just it's so savory. Those onions are just so caramelized, and I also really love the full salad, which is fava beans and garbanzos and a delicious lemon and olive oil marinade. Mm. It's so tangy and really satisfying, but you don't feel like you just like did in your diet for the week. Right. Well, and you it, know what else they did so well um, was their falafel because I tend to find falafel very like a hockey puck. I mean, it's it's very heavy and it's dense. This falafel was light and crispy and flavorful and, and like a little spicy and it had sesame seeds. I, I was I was uh, blown away. It was the best falafel I think I've ever had. What about the dessert, the baklava? Mm. The baklava. So good. Oh. I was just amazed. You know, I almost didn't get it, and we finished up, and I just I was, it was looking at me from the counter and was kind of calling my name. It was light and flaky and just perfectly the mix between savory and sweet that you want with it. It was fantastic. And you get good value. You feel like you get oh, good value. Yeah. Incredible value. I mean, I think we spent. $15 um, for each of us for our food and I mean the value for how much food we got and how great it was I mean in incredible absolutely incredible. I usually get at least two sometimes even three meals out of one visit all right Irene this is your spot so give us a quick wrap-up it's fresh it's fun it's flavorful and it's affordable all right mm -hmm. Amy we all know how I feel about the murals, but the food is absolutely delicious, really fresh Mediterranean flavors in a very surprising location. Okay, and Dave? Fantastic Mediterranean food. Um, you know, if I was in Walnut Creek, I would definitely go back. Okay. If you would like to try Babalu's Mediterranean Restaurant, it's on Bonanza Street at North California Boulevard in Walnut Creek. The telephone number is 925-930-8000. It's open for lunch and dinner every day. Reservations are accepted and the average tab per person without drinks is around $15. So I want to thank my guests on this week's show, Dave Tempkin and La Chicha, Amy Blanchard with Sushi Groove, and Irene Hamaker with Babalu's Mediterranean Restaurant. Don't forget that you can visit our website at kqed.org slash checkplease to add your comments. You can find details of the restaurants featured there, and you can watch or download a show. You can also read my notes about the wines from California's Twisted Wine Cellars. And don't forget to join us next time when three new guests will recommend their favorite spots right here on Check Please Bay Area. I'm Leslie Sabraco, and I'll see you then. Cheers. Cheers. This show is available in high definition, Comcast On Demand, and via podcast. For additional information on the restaurants featured, to comment, or to apply to be on the show, go to our website at kqed.org slash checkplease.
Check, Please! Bay Area is brought to you by Amici's East Coast Pizzeria serves up the aromas and tastes of the Northeast's distinctive Italian fare with freshly made pastas, homemade minestrone, and pizzas cooked in brick ovens at their 12 Bay Area locations. Wines from Italy and California served by a professional staff complement the smart, casual restaurants which are open daily for a quick business lunch or an evening meal out with family and friends. Menu and location information can be found at amici's.com. Amici's East Coast Pizzeria, proud to support KQED Public Broadcasting. Tourism Australia's chef-led journeys and wildlife excursions to Kangaroo Island are for travelers with a passion for food, wine, and adventure. Information at australia.com slash now. And by Charitable Auto Resources, urging you to donate your car to KQED's vehicle donation program to help raise funds for quality public broadcasting. And the Campaign for the Future Program Venture Fund and the members of KQED. A KQED HD production.